You're listening to App State Sports Weekly. Welcome to App State Sports Weekly. Alongside Pierre Banks, I'm Damian Banks. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, gather round. Because the mountain man and the jag man's in town. Yeah, Pierre, what's happening, bro? Bless, man. Another good day in the high country. The sun is shining. May not be 80 degrees, but to us, it feels just like summertime out here, man. Let me check the weather real quick. 47 degrees? Come on, man. That's sweltering in the high country. What's going on your way? Long John weather up there in the high country, man. <laughs> Anything below 50, long John weather. Half <laughs> State Nation, what's going on? It's me, Damian Banks. It's 44 degrees, actually, in Durham, North Carolina, where I am at. And you know what I got on? Long John bottoms. Now, I don't have on the, I don't have on the top. I just got a T-shirt on, but bottoms, you best believe those thighs are covered up by Long John Bottoms, man. <laughs> App State Nation, what's going on? App State Nation, I know everyone is in a great mood this Monday morning coming off another big-time Sunbelt win at The Rock this past Saturday. The Mountaineers over the Georgia State Panthers, they were welcoming in one of its favorite sons and Sean Elliott, who was trying to thwart the HMIC's plans of winning a third straight Sunbelt Championship, but it was not to be so, Damien. No, sir. Big weekend in the high country, man. Big weekend around the Sunbelt Conference in general. App State welcoming Georgia State to Kid Brewer Stadium. Can't look past Georgia State in this matchup if you're Appalachian State, and they didn't, man. Um, Played well all phases of the game, and it all starts under center with quarterback Zach Thomas. He had a tremendous football game, and when you just look at his passing numbers, you're really impressed with him. And it's not so much of how many yards he had, as he had 282 yards, but it's the efficiency. 20 of 24 passing, three touchdowns. He's already had a game where he was perfect through the air against Charlotte, and there are not too many games where he just misses a lot of targets, and that's what you need to take this team to the next level. We knew coming into the season, the rushing attack would be what it always is and that's phenomenal could they take it to the next level by being able to put the ball in the air as well Zach Thomas has answered those questions but he wasn't done there added in a touchdown on the ground yes sir offensively Appalachian State played well on Saturday since the return of Zach Thomas under center he missed those two games with an injury a couple weeks ago Zach has been playing well offensive line is blocking it up well protecting him allowing him to survey the field be very efficient as you said Pierre no interceptions, blocking it up for Darrington Evans. He's explosive out of the backfield. 127 yards on the ground on just 15 carries and a touchdown. And Corey Sutton, four catches, 101 yards and a touchdown. Four divided by 101. That's about 25 yards per catch, man. Not a bad day for Corey Sutton receiving-wise. Appalachian State offensively, since again, since the return of Zach Thomas, they played well. Defensively, it's been a, a recurring theme all season. Shut them down. Now, Georgia State did score 17 points, but one touchdown was, it was late in the fourth quarter. Game was already in hand, so I'm not going to hold that against the defense too much, but defensively, App State has been playing lights out 
shutout all season, culminating on Saturday in that 45-17 win at Kip Roy Stadium over Georgia State. And as well as the offense has been playing all year, it's really the defense that's been the catalyst of this season. They come out and, and they stymie you. They put so much pressure on you early to be able to make things happen. And then when the offense comes in and has the success that it's had, then it puts even more pressure on the opposing offense to try to make a play, and it just forces so many mistakes. Desmond Franklin had him a day, two interceptions, one return for a touchdown, and you just see those mistakes start to pile up when you feel that pressure to put points on the board to keep up with this high-scoring offense and think to ourselves, it's very hard to move the ball methodically against this App State defense. We have to take a shot. We've got to make a big play. That's typically how teams score on the Mountaineers. But when you try that, it's a high risk, high reward. And we saw it in the form of turnovers on Saturday. Yeah, man, again, defensively, Appalachian State, they have not been playing around this season. Athletes up and down the roster, both offensively and most notably defensively. Secondary, one of the best in the country, not just the Sun Belt. Defensive line, really controlling a line of scrimmage, allowing those linebackers to scrape free of any blocking that they may be occurring. And Pierre, just defensively, man, I'm really impressed with Appalachian State week in, week out. I love the linebackers. I love the secondary, you know. The secondary, again, man, a lot of people think Clifton Duck is one of the best cornerbacks in the country, and I do as well. But you can't discount the cornerback on the other side of of Clifton Duck, man. Tay Hayes is a monster on the other side. So you got two shutdown corners in the secondary. Again, it's hard to pass on Appalachian State. It's hard to run on Appalachian State. So what can you do? So Georgia State found that out the hard way on Saturday. Got them up out of there on to Troy. It's a big-time game after Thanksgiving. Eat your turkey. I prefer that fried turkey, but I digress. Come on out to the stadium. Support your Appalachian State Mountaineers. Big game coming up this Saturday, Pierre. And the winner goes to the inaugural Sun Belt Championship game and not only goes, but hosts the very first Sun Belt Championship, which is huge for whichever team, whether it be the Trojans, whether it be the Mountaineers. If you're an App State fan, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're on this podcast, you're hoping that it's the Mountaineers that host that championship. But it's going to be a good one. And Neil Brown and company down in Troy, Alabama, they can play football 7-0 and on the Sun Belt season. And they have been looking good, averaging 31.5 points per game, only giving up a little bit over 21 per game. They do a great job on the ground, averaging over a buck 90 there, and they're only giving up over 124 per game, which is pretty doggone good in this conference. They don't really throw the ball as efficiently as they run the football, but they don't let you pass the ball on them either, as they have a very low number there as well. And then the biggest thing with this team is turnovers. They force nine fumbles on the year, and then 17 interceptions, which is an ungodly number. So the Mountaineers will need to limit the mistakes, limit the turnovers. You got a great team coming in, but you do have that home field advantage. And as long as you don't help them out by turning the ball over, you can have success against them offensively. And you know what your defense is going to do. Yeah, Pierre. Appalachian State, Troy, it's going to be an epic matchup. Now, if you're Troy, you almost slipped up. And when Texas State 
you know, they almost beat you, man. It was 7-12. to 12. That was the final score. And if you're Troy, you're going to have to play better than that to beat Appalachian State. You're not going to be able to pass for 79 yards against the Mountaineers and, and come away with a win. Not in the high country. Not on my watch. So if you're <laughs> Troy, you're going to have to play a lot better if you're Troy. If you think you're going to beat Appalachian State. Appalachian State right now, offensively, defensively, they're clicking. And they're at home. So you have two things working in your advantage if you're Appalachian State. Now, the HMIC, the head Mountaineer in charge, Scott Satterfield, Coach Sat, as I like to call him, he's going to get his his squad prepared. That coaching staff is going to get those guys' mindset right, get them prepared for this game on Saturday versus Troy. One game decides it all. And if you win this game, you'll be hosting the inaugural Sun Belt Championship at Kid Brewer Stadium. That's big for the city of Boone. That's big for Appalachian State University. You don't want to mess up this opportunity by not preparing yourselves accordingly. So I know that Coach Sat and his staff is, are going to have the players ready. What my question is going to be to you, Pierre, is what do you think the Appalachian State needs to do to, to beat Troy and to beat them in a fashion where it's not going to be a close game? Well, first and foremost, you can't be fooled by that 12-7 to 7 score on Saturday against Texas State. This was a, a Troy team that understood that win or lose – they controlled their own destiny with the last game of the season. They could have lost to Troy, and as long as they beat the Mountaineers, they were in. So I don't know if the focus was where it needed to be on Saturday. Now, fast forward to this coming Saturday, they will be prepared to play. Neil Brown is a big game coach. He always has his team ready to go in those situations. But again, you got to eliminate turnovers. You cannot make those mistakes. And where the Mountaineers really flourished this past Saturday, was they didn't make those mistakes. They didn't have any turnovers. And the biggest thing, no penalties. We've seen it with this team at times this year. Penalties in big spots would stall drives, would uh, force them into situations third and long, second and longs where they wouldn't want to be in. So if they can limit those and just stick to the game plan, keep the ball on the ground, do what you do there, hug those linebackers up, take your shots deep, and then defensively you have to play the run. Make this team one-dimensional. Do not allow them the comfortability to be able to come out and run the ball if they want to, play action if they want to, have all day in the pocket to pass. And it starts with shutting down the run, making them one-dimensional. Then that front seven can pin their ears back. And you know Brian Brown cooks it up as far as pressure goes to make opposing quarterbacks uncomfortable. Yeah, Pierre, it's going to be an epic matchup, man. And again, I think it all starts up front with the big uglies. Offensive line play for Appalachian State, being able to control that line of scrimmage, allowing Zach Thomas time to throw the ball, allowing running lanes for Darrington Evans, that's going to be big. And on the defensive line for Appalachian State, Myquan Stout and company being able to stop that running game for Troy, being able to make Troy one-dimensional. Because in football, I always believe if you stop the run, you know, you make a team one dimensional makes it that much harder for them to score and put points on the board so you know secondary wise you know I always give the edge to Appalachian State man they got Clifton Duck they got Tay Hayes you know the secondary position at Appalachian State has been playing well all season they have all the interceptions man Josh Thomas and company in the, in the secondary so I just think that Appalachian State's defense is uh, is going to be able to limit what Troy can do. That's going to propel the offense. You know, the offense is going to do what they're going to do. I have full confidence in Zach Thomas, man. He has pretty much had a full season under his belt so far, and he's played well in all the games 
so far this season. So I haven't had seen Zach Thomas really play poorly all season, and I don't anticipate him doing that in the biggest game of the season thus far for the Mountaineers. Going to be a good one, going to be a huge one. If you don't have your tickets yet, please make sure you go to appstatesports.com slash tickets, get your tickets there, or you can call the ticket office at 828-262-2079. But you do not want to be anywhere other than The Rock unless you're watching it on ESPN+. Plus, I heard the commentators there are pretty doggone good. Yes, sir. And, <laughs> you know, just getting back to the defense, man, like I'm just, you know, I was a defensive guy in college. You were a defensive guy in college. I played secondary. You played like a hybrid linebacker secondary position. I love Appalachian State's defense, man. You know, you got the <laughs> you got the two bookend corners. You got the safeties who are just picking off passes left and right, man. Desmond Franklin had two more interceptions this past Saturday. I'm hype, man. If I can make that trip to Boone, I'll make it there. Now, I had a, a pledging moment, you know, um, air quotations because there are, there's no more pledging, but I digress. I had a moment this past weekend, man, um, where I had I got like second degree burns on my lips, man. A hot tea incident, you know, um, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to make that game, but of course I'll be listening to it. I'll be watching it. Whatever platform is on, man, you you want to have your 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 face in the place at Kid Brewer Stadium this Saturday, man. I'm I'm too hyped for this game versus Troy. Get your tickets now, but that's going to do it for the first part of today's show. When we come back, we'll take a look at the Mountaineer scoreboard and Damian will take us around the state right here on the official podcast of App State Athletics, App State Sports Weekly. Mountaineer Talk, your chance to hear from App State head coach Scott Satterfield. All right, let's get into our Twitter questions with the hashtag Mountaineer Talk. You've seen firsthand the strength top to bottom of this league. There are no gimmies in this conference. Anybody can beat anybody in this league, and you have to show up. And if you don't show up and play, then you will get beat. Tune in to Mountaineer Talk, Tuesday nights at 7 on your home for Mountaineer football. The Appalachian IMG Sports Network. And we are back on App State Sports Weekly alongside Pierre Banks. Again, I am Damian Banks. You know what time it is. You know how we do. Don't act brand new. Follow your boy on Instagram and Twitter at Sports by Damien. That's S-P-O-R-T-S-B-Y-D-A-I-M-E-O-N. And you can follow me at Pierre M. Banks. And now it's time to get into the Mountaineer scoreboard for the week. Got a few scores to relate to you. Going to start with women's basketball who had a fantastic week. They started at home. This past Thursday against UNCG, picked up a big-time 68-65 win, led by Laney Gosnell, who had 15-5 in that one. And then they took their show on the road this weekend to take on Davidson, won that one 81-78. Tierra Wilson, a big 17 points off the bench in that one. Men's basketball, not so fortunate. They had a tougher week as they competed down at the Charleston Classic. Very tough field down there. They started the tournament losing 92-70 to to Purdue. Very good 23rd ranked Purdue team. Then they dropped an 82-76 decision to Wichita State. And then lost 94-86 to in OT to Ball State. Volleyball, they were competing in the Sun Belt Conference Championship. They had a couple of buys until the semifinal round where they took on Arkansas State and beat them soundly 3-1. Becky Porter, who else, who just had a tremendous season, 57 assists, 19 digs in that one. And then the Mountaineers took on Texas State in the Sun Belt 
Conference Championship game, dropping that one three sets to none. But I tell you what, it was a phenomenal season for Matt Jenepro and his bunch. But wait, there's more. The Mountaineers earned a bid to the National Invitational Volleyball Championship that begins next week, and they should be finding out this weekend where and when they'll be playing. Big time news for Matt Jenepro and his team. A phenomenal season that just continues. Look for the Mountaineers to do big things in the NIVC. That's going to do it this week for the Mountaineer scoreboard. Now, Damien, please, sir, do us the honors and take us around the state. Yes, sir. We begin with the Duke Blue Devils who traveled to second-ranked Clemson this past Saturday. Now, Duke got off to a pretty good start in this one, led 6-0 after the first quarter after Colin Wareham connected on 34- and 32-yard field goals. That was the good news for Duke. Bad news for Duke, they didn't score for the rest of the game. Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence, 251 yards passing and two touchdowns. Trevor Etienne, nine carries, 81 yards for Clemson in a 35-6 Tiger victory. Duke falls to 7-4 on the season with that loss, but it's not a big deal for Duke. They're having a really good season. Next up for the Blue Devils, they end their season senior day versus Wake Forest on Saturday. The NC State Wolfpack were trying to bounce back from a horrible home loss on senior night to Wake Forest. They did just that on the road at Woeful Louisville. Quarterback Ryan Finley passed for 316 yards and four touchdowns. Ryan Gillespie rushed for two touchdowns. And wide receiver Kelvin Harmon hauled in seven passes for 100 yards and a touchdown in an easy 52-10 Wolfpack victory. NC State now improves to 7-3 on the season. Next up, they will be on the road at rival UNC this Saturday. The Wake Forest Demon Deacons were trying to carry the momentum from that NC State upset into their game versus Pitt on Saturday in Winston-Salem, but that didn't happen. Pitt quarterback Kenny Pickett threw for 316 yards and three touchdowns, leading the Panthers to a 34-13 win over Wake Forest. Wake Forest drops to 5-6 on the season and are in trouble of not making a bowl game. They have to go on the road to Duke to win on Duke Senior Day to make a bowl game. Other scores from around the state, the East Carolina Pirates got their third win of the season. Quarterback Holton Ayers passed for 242 yards and four touchdowns. Also rushed for 130 yards and a touchdown in a 55-21 shellacking of UConn. Again, East Carolina improved to 3-7 on the season. East Carolina had a pretty down year, but they have a chance to end the season on a high note. Next up, they are on the road, though, at Cincinnati this Saturday. I know, Tar Heel fans, I didn't forget about you. UNC also got their second win of the season, knocking off a familiar foe for Appalachian State in Western Carolina. The Tar Heels knocked off the Catamounts by the 49-26 score. Quarterback Nathan Elliott for the Tar Heels, 308 yards passing and two touchdowns. Javante Williams also had a touchdown in this game on the ground for the Tar Heels, who improved to 2-8 on the season. Next up for Carolina, they're going to be hosting their rival, NC State, on UNC's Senior Day. Other scores from around the state, Campbell fell at home in their season finale, 12-7 to the College of Charleston. Head coach Mike Minner and the Campbells in their campaign at 6-5. Not a bad season for Campbell transitioning to the Big South Conference. 
Also, North Carolina Central University was blanked by North Carolina A&T in the Aggie Eagle Classic, 45-0. Ouch, North Carolina Central. Also, other scores from around the state. Congratulations to Lenore Ryan. Moving on to the second round of the Division II playoffs, the Lenore Ryan Bears knocked off Florida Tech 43-21. Big win for Lenore Ryan. Also, Wingate knocked off West Georgia. They're going to be moving on to the second round as well. So, Division I, Division II, a lot of good football being played in the state of North Carolina. Sands at East Carolina and at UNC, but I digress. And that was our whip around the state. We appreciate that, big bro. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of App State Sports Weekly. We appreciate you so much, as always, for joining us right here on AppStateSports.com. Please be sure to join us for Inside the Huddle at the Fairway Cafe over at the Boone Golf Club this Tuesday at 12. Going to be a good one, the last home game. And then also join Adam Whitten down at Cafe Portofino for Mountaineer Talk on Tuesday. Got a lot going on at Appalachian State Athletics. Do not want to miss those events. But for my big bro, Damien, I'm Pierre. Y'all be blessed. We'll holler at you. We go. My body's getting my actions. Someone other than me.